Welcome to the Mariner's Church Life Group Leader Podcast. This weekly conversation is designed to equip and resource you to build a healthy life group community that studies God's Word, practices spiritual rhythms, and changes the world together. Hello and welcome to the Life Group Leader Podcast. We're so glad that you tuned in. My name is Tim Lukai, men's pastor. Glad to be the guest today on the podcast. And of course, as always, we have me, Kirby, your group's pastor here. And I'm so excited to talk about gratefulness. Mm-hmm. So great. It's a um, good time to be grateful. It's true. It's so timely. It's finally November. It's a little rainy today, but we're, we're, we have things to be grateful for. I'm grateful we're, for the rain. Right? Super grateful. So great. Um, but as we look into um, this specific discussion guide and we start to set you leaders up for some great discussions, we hope um, that you guys will have some great intentions as you're starting these discussions. First up, rhythm reminder. This discussion will be a great opportunity to kind of step into um, helping and challenging those in your group to be daily devoted to God's word. And what's not written here, but I think it'll come really naturally as we go into the discussion, is also sacrificial generosity. So just want to prep you guys as you think about these important rooted rhythms that keep your group focused on God's word and continually transforming one another, spurring each other along. So as we look to our first question here, lean in, getting the conversation started with some fun, silly things. The first question is, what is one life hack that is now an unconscious standard practice in your life? Tim, what kind of life hacks in your life are you seeing work right now? Yeah, kind of a a thought-provoking question, Um, but I think this would come in the area of parenting and is being a dad of three kids, a five, a eight, and a 10-year-old, um, two things I can think of. One, I try to incentivize my kids when I really need them to do something and do it quickly. So if there's Legos all over the living room floor, I will literally say, I will give money to the first kid <laughs> that picks up their mess. And so, so I have to have cash on me at all times. Uh, the other is anytime we're in the car because um, it helps the time go by. We will play some sort of game, whether that's 20 questions, punch bug, how many Teslas will we see in Orange County, all those games. (laughs) And that incentivizes our time together. That's so sweet. I love thinking about games, especially because you have two such fun, um, awesome boys. I'm sure games like really help the time pass and help them keep engaged. That's so great. I love thinking about life hacks too. I think one right now that I'm just... I know is great is keeping your rain jacket in your car. I know I was looking everywhere for my rain jacket this morning and I couldn't find it, but then I remembered, oh right, I just keep it in my car because that's the best place for it, right? When you get up and walk around. So as long as you remember it, it's in your car. Yeah. Otherwise well, it's not really a life it, hack. Well, it, it it wasn't a life hack this morning because I completely forgot about it until I was where I was. I was like, oh my gosh, it is in the car. So, but it felt very unconscious as a life hack. Yeah. Right? So unconscious. So you unconscious. Didn't it wasn't really hacking any of life. But mm. hopefully, so you've got some good crafty people in your guys' groups who can share some of their own fun life hacks, kind of have a silly way to start your thing. I know with TikTok or Instagram Reels, we see so many little hacks and tricks and how to, you know, how to peel an orange better or how to smash some garlic in a new way or cut some vegetables. And maybe some people have implemented some of those things. Oh, I just thought of a good one. My mom taught me that to put little snacks into baggies and she would light a match 
um, over a knife and then she would cut the bag in half. And because the, the knife was hot, it would seal the Ziploc bag. And she would do that for all of our food. So she doubles the use yes. of a single use. Yes. Incredible. Single use plastic, the now double use. The amount of money would that she save. saved. Incredible. I think probably a culmination of $20 across our whole life. <laughs> wow. I, I want to try that. I'm hey. excited to try. Yeah, definitely. So. But of course, you know, we're hoping, you know, to inspire some good, fun, lively conversation. But you can go ahead and take a turn with this conversation as you kind of giggle. You know, it might be hard sometimes to move from a lean in to a look down. So I always encourage, you know, think of lean in as the before the discussion begins and then look down is when it really does. So you could kind of insert a prayer here. Okay, guys, I love that we're talking about this. Let's go ahead and pray before we read God's word together. And that kind of starts the group off in, um, setting with a different tone that doesn't feel too like awkward, right? Do you kind of see that, Tim? Yep, absolutely. Okay, awesome. So look down, you know, you're hopefully going to uh, step into prayer and then look down and read God's word. We have a Psalm here. Wow. I really love Psalms. I think they're super helpful, easy to meditate on, easy to call out. And so as you read this, hopefully read it aloud. That will really start to inspire kind of the, um, I think, some of the the worshipfulness that comes out of Psalm when you read it out, out loud. Even in um, church this past weekend, um, we stood and read Acts um, together out loud, which I thought was really cool. So standing, reading scripture out loud, I think there's really can be some impactful moments. Um, but the two questions here for this verse, what are the main verbs and adjectives as we as um, that help illustrate approach to God and worship and then what um, based on this reading what is the relationship between worship and gratitude what do you kind of think the groups will get out of out of these questions Tim yeah I think um, it's it's critical for our hearts to worship it is an act of prayer and mm. we're praying our, our, we're singing our prayers when we worship and oftentimes the songs that we sing that our worship team leads us in are giving God praise, giving mm -hmm. God glory, recognizing yeah. there is so much praise and gratitude in um, the Lord that we serve. And so there is a total correlation and it's a way that our body can physically respond to mm -hmm. pray and sing praise to Jesus. Absolutely. It really seems like those worship and and gratitude are really like almost interchangeable, right? And sometimes we can kind of think, wow, like, you know, is 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 uh, expressing our thankfulness or giving affirmations really synonymous with worship and praise? But I really do think that a posture of, of gratitude really is a way to walk out worship, right? So hopefully people kind of pull that out of the psalm. Um, and then you can step into another psalm here, which I absolutely love. Um, better to kind of double in on how we delight on God's word and how this actually can help us be um, cultivate gratitude in our lives. And that um, first question here after Psalm 1 um, really asks that question. It says, um, what do you learn about the person who delights in God's word and how might this person cultivate gratitude? Um, I, I, I love this song. I actually wrote a paper on this one um, in my grad school class just this past Sunday. And this was exactly what we pointed out so much. Psalm 1 sets up the rest of the Psalms so that we can see both that Psalms are um, a meditative um, place for us, but also they are instructional for us. They help us see, like it says, delight in the Lord's instruction. These Psalms that are worshipful also help instruct a way of living, a way of walking out. And I love the metaphor here in Psalm 3. 
He is like a tree planted beside flowing streams. Those flowing streams are, yes, you could say gratitude, but they are God's instruction, God's delight, abiding in him, being the tree planted um, by the flowing stream. So um, this is a good opportunity even here to pause on some of these verses and really allow some of these words of God um, to uh, soak in to the people of your group. So if you have the time, I would highly encourage you guys to, to pause here at some of these Psalms and read over them. Uh, again and again to see what comes alive. Um, anything else you'd like to make a note on these Psalms here for everybody, Tim, before we head over to Second Corinthians? No, I love in verse two, just recognizing that we can delight in the mm, Lord's instructions, good. his word and meditating on it all day and night. We, uh, when we get in God's word, when we meditate and we, we, uh, absorb God's word. It is hard not to delight mm, in his presence and be with him. Uh, verse three, as you talked about in other translations, it's, it talks about the flowing stream is actually like the, a river, a flowing yes. river. Yeah. And Jesus is actually referred to beginning in Genesis as the river of life. Yes. And that it's is good. why these trees, mm -hmm. if you notice uh, a river and there's trees all about around it, they are deep rooted mm. in anchored near the river in mm -hmm. Jesus. And so uh, I love the kind of the thinking that Jesus mm -hmm. is the river of life, giving mm -hmm. us all the nutrients and everything that we need so that we can bear its fruits in its season. Oof. And it, it says its leaves do not wither wherever he does prospers. So we need the river of life. We need to meditate on his word Absolutely. and delight in his instruction. Absolutely. And I think there's something even in this Psalm that you can see, even the way you were talking, it's kind of like there's a, there's a, a synergistic effort to this, right? So when we delight, like more grows and we're rooted in God's word, then we sow, um, we we experience more gratitude and then by more gratitude, we meditate more. And then by meditating more, we have more delight. It's like this, this kind of, um, you know, just exponential almost growth. And so I think that's kind of the encouragement that we hope your group calls out of this is like, oh, I'm feeling really ungrateful. I'm feeling frustrated. Well, meditate on God's word. Well, I don't feel like I'm delighting. Okay, well, let's, let's read this together and, and spur hope these words encourage us and let's get closer to God's instruction, God's um, word. And that will help reflect um, and create in us a new heart of gratitude and, um, and and thankfulness for all that he's done in our lives. So not only is God's instruction important, but as we read 2 Corinthians, another topic comes um, to, to surface on ways that we can engage in gratitude and also grow in our gratitude. And hopefully um, that you will see it has something to do with generosity. So a first question here is, is it surprising to you that believers who excel in faith, speech, knowledge, and diligence and love might not also be generous? Why or why not? And that's calling to their verse um, 7 as it, as it, the the giving and generosity isn't listed there but is then only um listed next to that or um or is secondly to that where you can be excelling in faith you can be excelling in speech you can be excelling in knowledge um but yet you haven't taken um, a step towards um you know expressing it in a, a new and different way um so that's according to verses eight and nine what should be the primary motivation for our giving and how is this related to gratitude what um what are you hoping you think that the group will discuss as they look at this first tim yeah i mean anytime that you can uh talk about giving and generosity as your group 
I think is just super convicting, but also super helpful Yeah, because um, we often are more innately Mm -hmm. people who uh, have a scarcity mindset versus an abundancy mindset. Mm -hmm. So when we change our perspective, when we look back at God's faithfulness and his generosity in our life, we recognize his abundance and then we can then open our hands up and go, wow, like he has given so much. So I must too give so much. So, so I, I want people he's to. He's our motivation. That's yeah, so good. he's our motivation when we think so about his his goodness in our life, his faithfulness in our life. And it's it should spur on a really mm-hmm. good question of generosity. There's never not been a time when my group talked about generosity and it didn't, um, there wasn't different opinions there wasn't sure um, yeah there wasn't somewhat convicting there wasn't somewhat oh my gosh like we're not in a mm-hmm. season where we feel like we can do that and so there's vulnerability and there's support and it's great so uh, now is a time where we especially as we approach the holidays and thanksgiving that we can look at our giving and actually mm-hmm. have a giving plan like if, yeah, if you're married you should have a generosity plan and that shouldn't be a mm-hmm. conversation that is uh, the wife decides or the husband decides. It's it's a it's a, yeah. a union decision where That's it's good. something that we give towards that we both love. And um, yeah, there yeah. you go. It's so good. I so appreciate that. And I think you know, this is a safe place in your group, right? Where we can share honestly with one another, you know, where we might be struggling. And there's ways to gently nudge each other along in our in our um, journey of just generosity. Not just, you know, to, to rack up the numbers, but because we have this truth in mind, which as the leader note says, that generosity is an indicator of our spiritual growth. That as we really um, understand how much God has done for us, that will when we open up our hands and surrender our lives more and more to Christ, our money, our finances, our time, our efforts all come alongside with that. And so generosity with all things, but specifically our finances, are ways that we can tell, hey, how much are we really um, surrendering and giving into God in this time? So that that's a good, helpful conversation and kind of gives you an indication of where your people are, and but allow it to be a safe place for you guys to engage in this. So before we really start to ask people to look in rather than just looking at this verse and seeing what is standing out to them, um, we want to look out at the world and see what kind of things that the world engages and what they think about, about how culture says um, gratitude should look like and so forth. So what quick fixes? do people turn to in an effort to cultivate gratitude and does it work this is an interesting question don't you think tim Mm -hmm. yeah it's kind of an interesting one as we think okay what are the the quick fixes what are the ways that other people outside of christianity cultivate gratitude or anything come into your mind i don't think it matters anybody's faith to have some sort of gratitude exercise and and we've We've probably heard if if you're in church circles, different practices and tools like I'm going to write down 10 things I'm grateful sure, for yeah. every single it's day. Yeah. I'm going to um, share things I'm grateful for with a friend or a spouse or my group. Um, and any time that we are physically writing down or verbally talking about gratitude, uh, I think that shapes our heart. That's and uh, I think that's where... Um, When we have to think about things we're thankful for, it might force the easy ones, you know, Mm -hmm. the the lunch I ate today or whatever. But when we can think a little deeper, Mm -hmm. um, that's when we recognize, wow, 
God has been so faithful. It's true. And it becomes the motivation for mm-hmm. how we respond to people, the world. Like we're just, we can be people of gratitude, people of generosity because mm-hmm. we recognize his goodness. Absolutely. And there are lies that culture says, you know, that they try to tell us, you know, rather, I think something that's really sticking out to me that I think really combats a lot of our own gratitude is, like you said, the scarcity mindset. Um, But also, I do think, too, like the fact that we feel like we have to give back what we've been given. Right. When someone says when they do something nice to you, like, oh, well, it's okay. Well, I'll get you next time. Or, you know, there's I think it's really common in a secular world where if you do something for someone, they expect you to do it back for them. Or if you give to something, it has to be something that that gives back in return. And I think that's what's so countercultural about our faith is that it's this we give without receipt wanting back. Right. We're able to be grateful for what God has done, knowing that we, there's nothing we can do to return the favor, to return, return the gift that we've been given. And so I just think so often culture says, you know, to truly be grateful, you have to give back. You have to, um, yeah, you have to give back as an act of, of goodness, not out of just a reflection or just out of gratitude. So it's an interesting one because I think everyone can appreciate that gratitude is good for them. But do they always call back to that, that God is the one who has given them all? That's, that's that's an interesting conversation I hope your group gets to engage in. So lastly, as we look in, there's a lot of different questions here. Um, and I would kind of help pick one or two to really camp on for your group. And I think if you want to call back and you had a good discussion around the life hacks, I think question three is really helpful here. What are some hacks, you know, in your own Christian life that you'd love to share with everyone in your group? Um, or I think if you're thinking about, it's one of the specific things that's come up, worship, sacrificial generosity, or devotion, and you're trying to help people really take a next step, the question number one might be um, good as well. Um, is there anything, any of these questions that are really standing out to you, Tim? I think question number one, as as we reflect on the three spiritual disciplines from the weekend message, worship, sacrificial generosity and daily devotion which of these is the easiest to implement in your life and which is the most challenging based off sacrificial generosity uh like i said sometimes that can be a convicting conversation but i think it's a it's super perfect time as your group Mm -hmm. to go all right as we approach the holidays in a county like orange county where Mm -hmm. uh abundancy and wealth is affluent could you then have a conversation based off that and like what what how would you or your family or uh, you as a couple, how will you approach the holidays with your generosity? Again, mm-hmm. generosity isn't always monetarily. It's time, treasure and talent. So how will you serve at maybe one of our outreach events? How so will good. you, um, you know, will you find a family in need that you mm-hmm. you adopt and you, you hook up? Um, a bunch of great Christmas presents for their family, whatever. What I think it's just, it gets mm-hmm. people thinking about how can I respond and combat sure. the um, ways that this consumer holiday could absolutely change our heart. Yeah. And I love that that question is an all play for someone who, who might already be already have this great sacrificial generosity plan. They might have not be thinking about how daily devotion is an act of gratitude or worse, or maybe someone who's really great at giving, but has a really hard time putting their hands up in worship. Everyone has an all play here as we think through, okay, where, where, what comes really naturally for me and what comes uh, is a little more challenging. So I think that is such a great question. And we hope you guys have a great discussion this week, um, really finding some good action steps to really help apply this weekend's message to your lives um, and to grow in faith together. We love you and we're praying for you.